as otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and/or listener should consult a physician in matters related. To his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Zen Edison. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe, and this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. You want me to watch what? And then do what? I held my cell phone away from me, looking at it with disbelief. What I just heard was giving me a huge pause. I consider myself a pretty seasoned intuitive tantric Reiki healer, having been doing this work for some time now. It took a lot to shock me nowadays, much less give me pause. This call was actually giving me plenty of pause the moment I picked up the phone. Her name was Sheila, and she had gotten my number from a friend of a friend of Red Raven. Are you still there? Sheila said loudly as I reluctantly put the phone back on my ear. I said I want to send you a secure link to the video so you can see for yourself what happens when we have sex. Okay, here were the first questions that popped immediately into my head at her request. First, why in the world would you load a homemade sex tape online? Did she not learn from Kim Kardashian's mistake? Second. Why in the world would anyone want to tape themselves having sex in the first place? But that's just personal preference, and I really shouldn't judge. Sheila's strong voice continued. Every single damn time we have sex, George gets these fucking asthma attacks. I mean, every single time he creams, he goes into these attacks. Her voice became exasperated. It used to be once in a while that this will happen. He'll just shoot off real good and have time enough to reach for his inhaler. But now, now I'm thinking that he's gonna die on me when he's coming. She paused, then her voice becoming thoughtful, almost as if she was talking to herself. You know, he actually thinks that's the best way to go. I rolled my eyes and got her back on point, asking, "You want me to watch your sex tape and see his asthma attack?" Well, she said slowly, "I hadn't thought that you actually wanted to watch us personally in our bedroom, but if you think that'll help." That's no big deal. Sometimes we do threesomes. She said this so as a matter of factly. Again, I had to remind myself: no judging, Z. No judging. No, I responded. That's not what I meant, Sheila. But thanks for the offer. Does George want the treatment? If he does, we can certainly do the Reiki healing whenever he's available. 
A man's voice popped up on the line. Then Z, Red Ravens are always singing you high praise, saying you're a miracle worker. We figured, why the hell not? A visual of a dark-skinned man with a buzz cut popped into my third eye. George was a good-looking middle-aged man, but even I can see from here his chest glowing red with inflammation. His energetic signature was coming in loud and clear, especially when it was so obvious that they just had sex. Hence the red signature around his chest, evidence that he had quite recently experienced an asthma attack. Now, how much do you charge? George asked loudly. When I told him, he winced. Damn, is this shit for real, Z? Are you gonna string me along for how many sessions to fix me? Then he muttered, obviously to his wife, "She's gonna milk us like a cash cow, Sheila." I sighed inwardly. Look, I said patiently, George. God bless Red Raven, but I'm not a miracle worker. Depending on how it goes in the first session, maybe you'll need one more after that. Maybe not, but I definitely can teach you how to do this yourself. This isn't a long-term gig. I very clearly saw his deep frown in my third eye, his mouth twisting with skepticism. Do it myself, he repeated. How am I going to do that? I don't have any magic woo-woo. You got air in your lungs, right? I countered. It's about focused breathing and moving your energy around your chest. It's your chest. It's your energy. Forget about me. I'm just a conduit. Who else can do this besides you? Hmm. George puffed out loudly. You'll teach me. Yup, I answered. And eventually, you won't even need that inhaler. I got another. Hmm. There was dead air for a few moments, and I didn't push it. I really didn't need to because the work sold itself. When he finally spoke up, he asked, "Do I need to be naked for this?" Red Ravens always saying how she needs to be buck naked with you. Before I could respond, Sheila chimed in, exasperated. George, your asthma's in your chest, not your dick. You don't need any sexual healing. She's hooked on that shit. You're doing mighty fine in that department, except for that little bit with the asthma. Men, she snorted, her eyes rolling. No, no need to see that visual with my third eye when it was so clearly coming through the phone. It was turning out to be convenient having healing sessions at Pink and Soft, Ava's yoga and spa center, rather than having to run around New York City to different hotels. It was nice to come to one location to do all my sessions, and it was even nicer that it was walking distance from my Tribeca apartment. For today's session, I wore a soft white cotton wrap T-shirt over snug black leggings, tucked into my comfy leather ankle boots. With my trusty small black messenger bag slung over my chest, I was pulling my front door shut when my cell phone rang. Looking at the caller ID, I smiled when I saw who it was. Tucking my earbuds into my ears, I answered it as I took the fire exit and started down the stairs. So you didn't lose my phone number after all, I said as I walked briskly down the winding metal staircase. Keegan's voice flowed into my ears, his deep voice warm. Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry about that. Been crazy swamp out work with multiple cases and had to be out of town for a bit. I shook my head. Busy, busy, I said before asking. Say, how's Linda? I haven't spoken with you since then. Is she okay? I had met Linda, the wife of Keegan's friend, some time ago. It was a tough case. 
and I still remembered it as if it was just yesterday. She's doing well, he responded immediately. I was just talking with Brad yesterday, and he was saying she was doing just great. They're impressed with you. I smiled as I finally reached the ground floor. Opening the heavy metal exit door, I stepped out into an ever-bustling New York City street in Tribeca. With the cacophony of its noise and distinct sounds, as well as its smell, you can feel the throbbing city life. Car horns blasted nearby, and I barely heard Keegan. Pumping up the volume to my earbuds, I merged with the crowd crossing the congested street. What did you say, Keegan? Sorry, I'm outside now. I said, it sounds like you're outside. His voice came through. What's on tap for today? Heading to a session. Which hotel, he asked. Maybe I can catch up with you afterward and we can do pizza. I was getting warm and fuzzy, and my smile deepened. I don't date, but for some reason he was determined to get one out of me. I met him months ago. I was pretty straight with him when we had met. Call me old-fashioned, but I do believe that the strongest intimate relationships begin with being friends first. Even if he was my soulmate, according to Dean, one of my best friends. I'll call you after, and we'll see about pizza. I said I might want something else depending on how this session goes. What's up with the client today? He asked, but quickly added, "No pun intended." No pun taken. I laughed as I skirted around a group of city rollerbladers barreling down the sidewalk. It's not a penis case today. It's asthma. Huh? He responded thoughtfully. You cure asthma too? I wouldn't say cure. I corrected him as my eyes spied Ava's yoga and spa coming up on my right. Let's just say I help it become manageable. I'm here, Keegan. Gotta go. You go, girl. Keegan said, sounding a bit impressed. I'll talk to you later then. George was exactly how I saw him in my third eye—a good-looking, dark-skinned man built like a wrestler. He was a head taller than me and dressed in loose gray sweats. The energy that was coming from him was open, which told me that he was ready and willing to give today a shot. That was a good start, I thought. Before he had walked in, I had already prepped the airy and quiet room, bright with natural light streaming in from the large windows. The natural feng shui in the room was comforting. I had turned on the radio bar to play "Sounds of Nature," and then. I laid out a thick yoga mat on the wood floor with a pillow for the head. After a few minutes of small talk, he made himself comfortable on the yoga mat, pumping his head on the pillow until he was satisfied. Then he turned his head to me, his dark eyes wondering, "You sure you don't need me to drop my pants?" "Not right now," I said with a small smile. "Maybe later." He shrugged. His mouth twisting slightly. Then, ready when you are, boss," he said as he sighed out a slow breath. I nodded as I inhaled deeply and grounded myself mentally and spiritually. I exhaled and felt the tingling spreading throughout my body as I opened myself to receive healing energy from source. You can also call it higher power or the universe, whichever word made you comfortable. George, I said, just let me know how you feel. Anything that comes to mind, just release it. Don't hold it in, okay? After he nodded, I closed my eyes and settled myself beside him, sitting in a loose lotus position, my hands laying on my knees, palms facing up. Keeping my eyes closed but opening my senses, I saw his energetic body as clear as day. His chakras or energy centers glowing before me. I didn't know much about asthma, but I did know energy work. As a conduit for the healing energy, I did nothing more than direct it along, not unlike that of a traffic cop. It was all about following my heart-based intuition and how it senses energy. Generally speaking, when a body is lethargic, its energy would be sluggish, as if it was struggling to flow. But when a body 
body is normal and healthy, the energetic signature felt vastly different, like a spring day with fresh air. I frowned as I did a quick scan of his seven chakras, starting at the crown of his head down to his root chakra, which was around his tailbone. The colors were vibrant and normal, flowing well enough. A smell tickled my nose when I turned my third eye to his chest. I shifted closer to him, leaned in, and sniffed. With my eyes still closed, I asked, "George, do you smoke?" "No," he responded. "Why do you ask?" I frowned and pursed my lips. "Give me a second," I said, as I breathed out energy from my heart and sent it down my arms to my hands. Shifting to my knees, I held my hands a couple of inches above his chest, specifically over the lung closest to me, which was his right lung. Gently, I probed this lung, which was slightly larger between the two, and the energy signature was distinctly different as well. Well, George asked impatiently as I continued to say nothing. Pulling away, I sat back on my heels. Opening my eyes, I saw him looking directly at me. His face twisted in curiosity and a touch of worry. Did you have lung surgery? I asked as I tilted my head slightly. Lung transplant, maybe. His dark eyes widened. How in the world? His voice trailed off before he exclaimed, "You can see that?" I nodded. The former owner used to be a smoker. He stopped long before you got the lung, but I can still smell the cigar he used to smoke. George bolted up into a sitting position, his face aghast. You mean to tell me that's why I'm having asthma because of this lung transplant? He scratched his head furiously. Holy shit! Motherfucker! Then he turned to me, his voice touched with desperation. It's been five years since my car accident, and I had to have this transplant. Are you telling me that it wasn't a healthy lung when I got it? Are you saying that the doctors lied to me about it being a healthy lung? What the hell do I do now? His eyes shone with such anxiety that I reached out and laid a hand on his. What you can do now is to let me do my job, George. He looked taken aback, as if he forgot what I could do. I used my sexy voice on him, keeping my tone low and deep. I found that when I used my sexy voice, people usually settled down. Let me cleanse it and teach you how to take care of it. His chest was rising and falling rapidly. His eyes drilling into mine, waves of uncertainty sweeping over me. I said, "It's in your body, and it's yours now. What you need to do is take care of it. You'll be right as rain." After a few moments, the uncertainty lessened and downgraded to relief. After helping him lie back down on the yoga mat, we got started. Eyes closed again, and now with the healing energy flowing through me, I held my hand specifically over his right lung and poured pure white energy into it, like a quiet flowing waterfall, and like water, it swept over as well as into the lung, like a cup catching fine spirits. I felt the stagnant smoke intermingle with the healing energy, smelled its residual stale scent, and lifted it out. In my mind's eye, it rose out of the lung like a gray mist. At that moment, George exhaled loudly, his body automatically expelling it. Lifting my hands, I gently coaxed the gray fog into the white healing energy and watched it dissipate, not unlike that of fog under the golden rays of sunrise. As I worked. Images of the emergency operation appeared in my third eye. George on a gurney, bloodied and damaged. Sheila utterly distraught. The residual energy from that trauma was still harbored within George's body, gripping it enough that I saw that he still had vivid nightmares of the accident, of almost dying. 
You can soften the rough edges of his trauma, Z. Henry murmured in my ear, my spirit guide ever present, so that he doesn't need to relive the trauma or have any more nightmares. I smiled as I responded back to him in my head. You took the words right out of my head, Henry. I slowly spread my hands apart over the rest of his chest, sending the healing energy throughout the rest of his body, to the top of his head, down to his toes. This trauma would always be a part of him, of course, but he absolutely didn't have to relive it. And when I saw his body take in the white healing energy, the color turning into a subtle shade of gold, I knew that he'll be just fine. Yeah, he'll be right as rain. Status of the case of George and Asthma the Cockblocker? Closed. Follow the continuing stories of Zen Medicine, the intuitive tantric Reiki healer, returning on April 1st. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxblatt.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z.E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com. Thank mm-hmm. you.